This week we look back at the Shannons Nationals and Marcus Ambrose's fantastic win at the Watkins Glen NASCAR round. I hope you stay with us. Joining us on the line from, well, from just about everything, including SBS's Speed Week, is Richard Crowell. And Crowley, it was a big weekend up there at Queensland Raceway, hot on the back of the V8 supercars only a week before, where the Shannons Nationals did something which we haven't seen for a while, a twilight race meeting. Yeah, g'day, Craig. Some of us get all the luck. I got to spend a week in Queensland because we were there at, uh, at sunny Ipswich and Queensland Raceway two weeks in a row and you're right we, we did something a little bit different we uh, turned the lights out basically and went night racing uh, with the Australian Manufacturers Championship production cars um, for what was dubbed the, the hydrolink fight in the night and basically two 200 kilometre production car enduros one Saturday night that started just after six o'clock and ran till about quarter to eight and then the one on Sunday ran from about 4.30 so in the sort of evening and then ran right through the setting sun down to about six o'clock at the end when it was pitch black really really cool great stuff and uh, I think in just that one race meeting it's firmly established itself as one of the big events on the Shannon's Nationals program and and I think it's going to be a staple of the series for um, a long time to come. It's been hugely successful. Now, on Saturday night, it was Gary Holt and Ryan McLeod who combined to get the win. How did they fare on Sunday? They fared extremely well. Saturday's race was an absolute cracker. Uh, really, really tense race. 200 k's around uh, Queensland Raceway was more than what the cars could do on a tank of fuel, especially the four-wheel drive turbo Evos. But Holty and Ryan McLeod went out from practice on Friday going... We're not too concerned about outright speed. In fact, they got pole is aside from that. They were just going after economy. They wanted to run the gamble, much like you would in a V8 race, to try and get through on one stop or none, if possible. They got lucky. They got a couple of early safety cars, so they got their stop out of the way, put Ryan McLeod in, didn't have to put fuel in. The other leading Evo Mitsubishi teams did, so that's what ultimately cost them. But... They were coasting towards the end. They had uh, Ryan Simpson chasing them down very, very quickly and Dylan and David Thomas as well, who eventually finished second in that Saturday night race, chasing them down, and it was 1.4 seconds at the line. Really, really good motor race between them. Sunday, Holty came back out and they blitzed them. They uh, decided that they weren't going to worry about the fuel economy thing. They were going to push as hard as they could. They did. They put fuel in and they won by about 40 seconds in the end, despite it being a very competitive race. So really, really interesting stuff. And I think it's where production car racing needs to go in this country, Craig. It needs to do something different, do something really unique, stand out from the crowd and and be something really interesting and something that people can get behind. And, And that's what I think happened at the weekend. And the reaction we got from competitors was outstanding. The reaction we got from fans there was brilliant. It was the, the biggest Shannon's Nationals crowd I've ever seen. Fantastic turnout at QR, and yeah, I think it's going to be a, a long-term feature on the calendar. One of the classes that is uh, always very exciting is the sports sedans, and Darren Hossack and Tony Riccadello have just continued to have a almighty fight for this year's championship. Well, those that have followed the series will know that those two have had a, a rivalry, sometimes not particularly friendly for four or five years, but when they get together on the racetrack, they are just spectacular to watch. We should preface that Kerry Bailey is still leading the series in the Aston Martin, but blew an engine on Friday. The spare didn't have quite the horsepower that his normal race engine did, so he was a little bit out of sorts and actually finished third behind the two of them 
in the final race. But it was a classic. I actually went up on the hill and watched it with, with all the punters that were there, and it was brilliant. Ricky Dello wasn't the fastest guy, but he made the best starts and got in front by turn one in every race and made it so hard for Darren Hossack to get by. And what we had for 11 of 12 laps was those two driving about as hard as you're ever going to see any any two guys race, uh, right on the ragged edge in cars that were lapping about a second and a half faster than the V8 supercars went seven days previous. And eventually Hossack was able to squeeze his way past the day spent you know, almost one full lap side-by-side side, halfway through the race. Championship goes down to the wire at Wakefield Park, final round. Great for Golden. It's going to be a really good fight. And between the three drivers, Craig, fighting for the championship, and in order, it's Kerry Bailey, Tony Riccadello, and then Darren Hossack. There's 12 sports sedan titles between them. So there's a lot of experience going to fight it out. I'm really looking forward to that finale. I think it's going to be something special. Now the Porsche GT3 Cup. Three different winners over three races. Yeah, and they were all first-time winners too. None of them had won. So Brent Hodges won the round and took the final race. The Woodbury won a race. And Michael Armin won the, the Saturday night race, which was also run under lights before the production cars went out. Really, really interesting weekend. So three first-time winners in three races was a real treat. To see. Kane Rose managed to wrap up the Jim Richards Endurance Trophy, which is the long distance series within a series for the GT3 Cup, which was great. Fortunately, his weekend ended pretty early in uh, Sunday because there was a big, big crash at turn three on the opening lap where, uh, unfortunately, Menzies was, for whatever reason, we're not actually sure yet, forced out into the dirt on the inside of that run into turn three. Very, very fast approach, bounced across the kerb and basically cannon into Michael Armand and into Kane Rose and did a lot of damage. All three cars very, very heavily damaged. But it was still a very spectacular weekend of Porsche racing at QR, and, and that place does seem to produce some really good racing for the Porsches. Kumo V8 Touring Cars, which, of course, is the third level of V8 racing in Australia. And well, come next year, they might even have some updated equipment with the amount of stuff that's going to be moving on down the ranks. The whole idea of the series for those cars that don't have a place to go racing to rock up. Morgan Haber won the round. Youngster from Queensland, he's just 18. Really good young talent. And he actually ran in the Dunlop Series round the week before with Matthew White Racing, which is who he races for in the Kumo V8 series that ran with the Shannon's Nationals. He won two of the three races. Fantastic battle with Jim Polisina, who's the series leader in the ex-Jace Richards Tasman Commodore in the final race, which is worth double points. Jim actually won that race. It was his first ever V8 win. He was over the moon, and it built his series lead. Josh Hunter, the youngster, 16 years of age, uh, missed the first two races with electrical problems in his car with the new Finance Easy sponsorship, but he charged through the field and finished second in that feature race after Haber ran off the racetrack whilst dicing to the lead with Jim Polisina with uh, two laps to go. Really good stuff. It's a great series, Craig. Really entertaining racing, and the, the fact you get the histories of the cars as well, and a lot of them are now starting to appear in the liveries that they ran in back in the day. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that happen. Great series. That series, in a way, will also be at Goulburn in uh, October with a Heritage Round, which is going to be limited to cars sort of 1998 and backwards. So just a, another aspect to the V8 series. For fans of V8 supercars and also of NASCAR, Mark Sambrose has picked up his second victory in NASCAR. I mean, we could talk about the enormity of winning not one NASCAR race, but two, but... What about the finish? What about the way he did it? I mean, one of the best last laps in racing I think I've ever seen, and there's been a lot of them. And, and bear in mind, we've seen some great stuff this year with 
the, the two FPR cars and Wink up at Barbicello. And remember Van Give, uh, Van Gives versus Wink Gold Coast. Amazing last laps. But I've never seen anything like what happened at Watkins Glen. You know, Ambrose was third at the start of the last lap. And Keselowski gets into Cole Bush up through the S's. Fast, really tight part of the racetrack. Bush goes in the fence. There's oil oil over the racetrack. Ambrose and Keselowski both off the circuit at uh, the bus stop chicane. Just not even remotely driving on the road. Um, Ambrose gives Brad a bump coming out of the um, the carousel, gets past him. Keselowski bumps him back into the left-hander at the bottom of the hill. Ambrose way out wide in the, the concrete runoff, curve on the inside of the final corner, probably won in the race because he got the car turned in. Might have otherwise ended up in the fence, and they were side-by-side side out of the final corner, and Ambrose wins. Incredible motor race, and what a way to do it. And both drivers were unbelievably... You know, happy with each other and all three of them. In fact, with how that motor race went, because it was just good old-fashioned racing. That's how it should be. And I've watched that about ten times on YouTube, Craig, and I can't agree more. It was thrilling to watch. Great stuff. And the fact that Marcus won was was something to behold, and, and just something great to see. And great for motorsport, isn't it? And we're having another really good year. Weber's winning. Will Powers winning. Ryan Briscoe's at the front, both in IndyCar. Now Ambrose has got another one in NASCAR. Bear in mind not out of the championship yet. If he wins another race between now and when the chase starts in a few weeks, he could find himself in that playoff for the NASCAR championship and maybe, who knows, he could be a bit of an outsider going into the end of the year. Mm, Richard, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you on Inside Motorsport. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Craig. Big week in motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.